Because <laughs> who knows, if I, if I told you right now, hey, um, who loves worshipping God? Most of us would put up a hand. Put up your hand if you love worshipping God. Yep. Put up your hand if you love singing to God. Put up your hand if you love giving your money to God. Okay. <laughs> um, and what, <laughs> what I love is that, um, you know, like most of us have no trouble with singing to God and saying, oh, I love God, I love God. But as soon as it comes, becomes reality and as soon as it becomes um, taking an actual step of faith and maybe uh, giving something of yourself rather than just your words, I think a lot of us can um, have a stumbling block there. So, and I'm going to just read you a verse, okay? So hopefully it's not all over the place this morning. I'm just, I've got a few things in my heart and I just hope I bring them across, okay? I haven't practiced this in the mirror or anything, so let's just, <laughs> let's just see where we go. Just pretend this is like you're in your lounge room and I'm just trying to describe something, okay? <laughs> Okay, this is Jesus speaking. It's in red writing. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So here we can see that where our treasure is, what we do with our money, our gifts, every, our time, what we do with that, it is actually linked to our worship because it says where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And then he goes on to say, um, no one can serve two masters for either he'll hate the one and love the other or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Who knows, um, money is a terrible master. <laughs> It's, it's supposed to be a servant. We're not supposed to serve our money. Our money is supposed to serve us. So it's Jesus saying, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. So I think that if we have a trouble with giving, so if we have a trouble with giving, I think we actually have a trouble with worshiping God. Who knows that you can't, you can't worry about money and worship God at the same time. And you could try it. If you just start lifting up God and just... Um, just start singing along with Ronnie and <laughs> um, start worshiping God. You can't, at the same time as you do that, as you as you are worshiping the God of all creation, the God who owns everything, the the most rich being in the universe. You can't worry about money at the same time because when we when we realize the splendor of His Majesty and how much God has and how big He is, money. It says here that we'll we'll start to despise it, and I think that means. It doesn't mean we'll hate money and we're scared of money, but there's only one room, one spot in your heart for God, for a God. And so it's either God, we have either God in His rightful throne or we can place other things, aka we could put money there and then now God is going to be despised and we're going to start worshipping and serving money and how much is in our account and how much, um, you know, our fulfilment comes from money rather than God being our source and God being our supply and God being... Uh, who we need everything from. And so it's, it's a matter of worship. It's a matter of who we worship. It's a, so I, my prayer for, for us today is that we would get keep God on the throne. If you find yourself worrying about money, if you, if you find, to be honest, money's a pretty petty thing. It's something that comes and goes. And, you know, a lot of, some people have a lot of it and some people have not much of it. But 
we can't put our trust in money and we can't serve our money. And so if you find yourself worrying about it, and you know, we serve a God who's more than able. It says, just find the Bible verses in the Bible where it talks about God will supply all your needs according to His riches in Christ Jesus, that He will supply all your needs. So if you find yourself worrying about money, which is a totally fine thing, you know, we've all got bills to pay, ebb, like I don't do this, but Eb, my fiance, she just calculated all the bills I have to pay per month. And I was like, wow. <laughs> so that's just, that's just me to get by. You know, like, God, I'm going to have to keep worshipping you because that's a stressful thought. <laughs> so, oh man. So Matthew 6, it goes straight on. This is Jesus talking. Therefore, therefore. So when we have God in his rightful place, we have God as God, and we're not serving money, we're actually serving God, and we know that even if we have no money, it doesn't really matter anyways, because God's in His rightful place, and He's going to provide all we need, right? Therefore, so therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you eat, what you drink, about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value, of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not... Will he not much more clothe you? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be, will be added to you. Don't be anxious for tomorrow, because tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient is the day of its own trouble. Um, and so... How good is that? That we, if we just get money off the throne of our lives, and the so it, what you worship is basically just what you put all your attention into. It's what um, it's just who you serve, right? And so I'm just gonna really quickly <laughs> read you. So that was in Matthew six, and then if we just go back four chapters, uh, we're gonna see a kind of practical way of how this can be applied to our life and how we can actually do this, right? And it's actually the same uh, word that when Jesus said, uh, don't store up treasures, this is the same word used, right? And it's actually the story of where Jesus and when Jesus was born. And these guys are awesome. They're the wise, known as the wise men. They're known as the magi. They might be kings. But now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in, of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So Herod summed them. Uh, let's go skip down to here. So after listening to the king, they went on their way and behold, the star that they had seen when it came uh, rose above them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they re rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. And here we go. And they fell down and worshipped him, right? 
then opening their treasures. So there's that word. So they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, and being warned in a dream, not return, do not return to Herod, they departed on their own way. So I love that, is that they came down and they worshipped God. They saw Jesus for who he was. And then out of having God in his rightful place, naturally their treasures went to that place and there was gold, frankincense and myrrh and who knows, they're not cheap things. I'm not going to go into that. So I'm just going to, I think there's four things we can learn from the wise men. They came prepared. So number one, they came prepared. Um, We're just going to put up the slide about the giving thing. So there's a few ways that you can give via direct debit, which is, you know, banks. That's how I do it. Uh, cash, because if I had cash, I'd just lose cash. It just goes, so, <laughs> so I do it online, um, cash, a credit card, um, and there's credit card slips actually, so if you, whatever, um, and just put, just keep that up actually. So the wise men, they came prepared, that's number one. They didn't come and rock up and go, oh, did you bring the gold? You know, oh, I thought you were going to bring the gold. No, they came prepared, they actually brought their gift and they, and they brought their frankincense and myrrh and they came ready to give, right? And I love that. So uh, there's a Bible verse that says the generous plan that... Uh, generous people plan to do what is generous and they stand firm in their, generous, in their generosity. That's Isaiah 32 verse 8. So generous people plan to do what is generous. We don't just, oh, oh no, I've got to give, you know? So may we, may we come... Um, ready to give every week, you know. I do it throughout the week because I, I own my own businesses and so I get paid sporadically. <laughs> and so I, I just do it like every week or every two weeks. I just look at all my um, transactions and, and do my tithe out of that. So number two that we can learn from the wise men is that they were generous. Sorry, this is going so long. Th- they were generous, right? I'm not gonna, like I said, I'm not going to go into it, but gold, frankincense, and were really expensive. They didn't just, oh, what have you, you know, what's the least we could give? So maybe we'd be like people like that, that we're actually generous. We're not just doing the bare minimum. You know, there's a lot of stories about people doing the, in the Bible, about people doing the bare minimum. And, but let's bring our best, you know, let's be generous. Number three, they were God seekers, right? It says at the start of that chapter that they were ready. They were, they were actually looking I don't know how this works, but they were looking to the stars. They were trying to figure out Jesus is going to come. So they were God's seekers. They were actually ready. And then as soon as when they saw this star happen, they went straight to the town because they knew he was going to be burned there, born there, burned there. And <laughs> so they were God's seekers, right? They were looking out for God. Um, number four, this is, this is one of my favorite favorite things in life really but they they saw the moment for what it was not just what it looked like so so I googled this morning was Jesus born in a stable because you know there's a lot of kind of things around that because there's the the story that everyone thinks he was born in a stable and I read this theological article about it (laughs) and but basically it says so Jesus would not have been born born in a detached stable but in the lower floor of a peasant house where the animals were kept. So, basically. (laughs) I read this whole article to basically say, yeah, it was pretty much a stable, but it was in the bottom of a house, so whatever. But I love that because the wise men, with all their riches, they they didn't lower their standards to what it was. They actually knew, they saw the moment for what it really was. And 
like, that's what I pray. God, may I never lower my standards to just what I see in the natural. May I never just think, oh, we're just, you know, a hundred or hundred or less people in Aladala, we're actually part of a bigger picture, right? Let's never lower our standards. Let's never um, bring a less gift because we just think, oh, it doesn't really matter. You know, these guys have been practicing all week. I know, I was talking to Ron, and because he, he's got a high standard, and I think that's okay. Let's, let's lift our standard to what, what it's really about. Um, so, you know, we'll build for, cha- we'll build for a challenge. Let's embrace the challenge. Let's embrace the effort. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, we were preparing for a Christmas presentation, right? And a lot of it was done, uh, like, organized by myself. And I remember, I remember just going, does it even matter? Like, are people even going to show up? Whatever. And, you know, I put all this time into it. And I was just, I was kind of thinking, oh, like, oh, I don't really want to burden people because I was asking a lot of people to get involved. And I didn't really want it. But, you know, on the day, you should have seen this place. It was absolutely chock-a-block. And there was, you know, my family was here. People, everyone's family was here. And I knew in that moment, like, I was so thankful that I had given somewhat my best. But also I thought, oh, I could have gone harder. And so let's not, I, I think when we get to the end of our lives, we're going to look back and go, why didn't I just go harder, you know? Because this whole thing is going to fade away one day, like our lives. And my prayer is that I would give my all and that I wouldn't um, just lower my standards to, oh, I just live on the South Coast. I don't really need to do much, you know. I think God's called you for great things. So in, in Genesis chapter 28, when Jacob in the Bible saw in a dream some escalators going up and down or ladders or whatever they had back then. <laughs> That's what I always picture, escalators. <laughs> then Jacob woke up from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. There is no, this is none other than the house of God and this is the gate of heaven. So surely the Lord is in the place and I didn't even know it. So so often, we, so God opened his eyes in this passage to seeing his life and this situation for what it really was. You know, like, um, and because and he says, I didn't even know it. And so who knows that... <laughs> Even in your job, in, in your daily life, may we not just lower our standards to just, you know, what we see around us. Oh, but I'm only, you know, I'm only a mom or I'm only a builder or I'm only, I'm just doing this. So I don't really need to give them my effort, you know. But like it talks about in the Bible, what we do, let's do whatever we do for God, not just for, um, for man. So... <laughs> and, oh, actually the last one was they're giving confirmed the call Their giving confirmed the call on Jesus' life and the word Mary and Joseph had received from God. So practical ways to store up in treasure is is tithing, right? Malachi 3 verse 10 says, Bring the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my temple. So bring bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my temple. And tithing's not just a law. It's not a law principle. Because if you, if you study in the Bible, it was actually precedes the law. It was before the law. And it's not just an Old Testament principle. Even Jesus said, do it. He said to the Pharisees, yeah, keep doing that. But also uh, feed, the, uh, feed the poor or, you know, do that other stuff. And it's also, if you go home, and if you want to write this down, Hebrews, in Hebrews 7, it actually talks about how, it basically talks about how Jesus actually receives our tithes. So when we're tithing every week, it's kind of like, the wise men, right? It's kind of like we're worshiping Jesus, so money isn't on the throne. And so we, as we receive from God, 
we can actually bring our gift every week. And so I just love that. And so tithing is such a, uh, a simple principle, but it's just, it's a very practical way of how we can store up treasure in heaven because it, it's actually, it talks about how Jesus is actually receiving our tithe. So yes, we're giving it to the church, um, but ultimately God sees our hearts and God, God is actually receiving that tithe. So yeah, we also got a love offering here this morning. So we've got uh, Trent and Sarah speaking. And so uh, have we already given, there's already money in there. Is that falling from heaven? <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you want if to, if you didn't come prepared, uh, if you didn't come prepared to give a love offering, feel free to uh, direct debit it and then just write in the description love offering. Um, but also please tithe as well. <laughs> but yeah, so God, um, so I, I just want just to take this short moment and, um, and maybe if you've written something down or you've got money in hand, just hold, hold it towards God and just know that uh, Jesus is actually receiving this. So this is a holy moment. This is part of our worship. Um, it's a part of our response to knowing who God is. Hey, let's give whatever we can give. And so God, we just thank you, Lord, that you are the source. God, you're the source for our joy. You're the source, Lord, for our work. You're the, you're the provider. You are our provider, God. We don't want to see money. We don't want to worship money anymore, God. We don't want to um, have money in the, in the high exalted place, God. We want to have Jesus. We want to have you, God, in the um, place of worship in our hearts, God. And we know that worship, uh, money is a worship issue, God. It's actually what goes on in our hearts, God. And so this morning, Lord, we just bring you our best, Lord. We want to be like the wise men and bring our best. And we just thank you, God, that we're going to be a generous people, Lord, in all that we do. And not just about today, God, but we're going to plan our way to be generous and we're going to continue in doing this. And so, Lord, we just bring this ultimately to you, God, and we want to commit to doing this, Lord. And we just thank you for all you provide us. And we just thank you for this house. We thank you for the vision of this house. We thank you for the building upgrades, which are coming soon. Amen. And we thank you for all that you're doing. And we just use this moment as an, an extension of our worship. In Jesus' name, amen. Sorry it was so long. <laughs> yeah.